Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> Welcome to round two, ladies and gentlemen. Hernan Cias here, host of the Business Bros Podcast, and I'm here with my co-host, the insurance bro, James Cias with Pipeline Insurance. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. And who do we got here today, Ham? Dude, actually, I'm super excited. I have seen this gentleman's logo all over Lyft cars and uh, Uber as well, maybe? I'm not sure. Uber, Lyfts, my cars, anything I can put a bulldog on. I put Everything. A bulldog on it. So uh, I have actually seen this logo many, many times. And today I we have the distinct pleasure of meeting Mr. Dan Fulkerson from the Bata Fulkerson Law Group. Thank you all for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Welcome, Boom. welcome. Thanks for coming on. Of course. We, we want to know all about your origin story, but first... Well, I got to tell you, I love that this is behind me right now. Like, this is the best <laughs> part of this. <laughs> it's right there, dude. Branded. <laughs> Boom. staring at me. Branded. <laughs> all right, ladies and gents, real quick. 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. So if you got shoes that you would like to donate, new, used, cash donations, hit James up, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. He'll hop on his orange Harley right over there, pick up those bad boys from you so we really appreciate all the donations we've had so far today. right james hit me up i for got sure. shoes on shoes <clears throat> on shoes i have an addiction so hit me outstanding. up. outstanding outstanding yep and uh well we already gave him a shout out but uh we, we got plenty more coming and thank you dan i will definitely uh reach out to you we'll schedule something perfect and he appreciate used it. to be in your area oh yeah no he's still not far i'm i'm still walking distance to mission hills i live oh, yeah. in bankers hill oh yeah we're good yeah, oh, yeah. it's so gonna be right a there. long sweaty walk but we'll make it <laughs> <laughs> got good shoes for that yeah we're fine (laughs) exactly (laughs) but other people out there don't okay so that's the whole point of this thing uh again uh the homeless they wear out their shoes in about four to five months they're doing a whole lot of walking uh so we're trying to keep their feet nice and cool and dry during the summer nice and warm during the winter 365 is our goal if you can help us please reach out to me love to uh right over and pick up those shoes i have saddlebags i have a uh big leather bag that i can put on the back so i can pick up quite a bit of shoes boom love that you guys are doing that all right dan we've seen your stuff for a while now you've had some pretty awesome accomplishments which we'll talk about some of the most recent ones today but what i really want to know is how'd you get started man like did you come out the womb just like you know ready to rock and roll or what happened so I wish I could say that was the case. I mean, it was, it was, it really wasn't that. I mean, people see it now and they're like, so you always just, you know, been grinding. And the truth was, is like, if you would ask me 12 years ago, if I was the guy that would be working on Saturdays and Sundays hustling, I would have laughed at you, you know, like that was never in the plan. It's just, I was lucky enough to find what I love to do. And once you find what you love to do, 
it's not, not work, work anymore. Like it's just it's my life. It's my grind. It's what I love. I wake up every day with a smile on my face, ready to go. So that's when it you know when the when the change started. When I touched it, felt it, tasted it, and was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of well, my life. Let me ask you a question. Like, for uh, sure. do you when you wake up in the morning, do you hit the snooze button? I don't have an alarm. <laughs> that's so funny. I don't have an alarm. That's, that's so even funny. better. I'm I'm five a.m. five thirty every single day. Like and I, and it's. We were t- I was talking about this with a buddy. It's one of those that it bothers me. Like, I wish I could sleep in. I wish I could be able to snooze. I'm laying in my bed ready to go, like, before I'm even supposed to get up. And it's just, that's been the last three years. But it, it's because you do what you like to do. Yeah. Right? Like, if you if you had to get up and do something you didn't want to do, I'm sure you'd find a way to sleep in. thousand percent. And I thousand percent, and I wouldn't be as motivated in all other things in my life as well. It's the, I'm I like wake up excited and charged about what I'm going to be able to do that day. So tell me a little bit about when did you finally figure that out? Did you ever have a time where you were hitting snooze, the snooze button? Oh, for sure. All through all through my master's in business, my law degree, I was the guy, and I I kid you not, I was the guy that would roll in last minute, hoodie on my head, ear you know headphones in top row of the class, didn't pay attention to a thing. I was lucky enough to have a near photographic memory. So I'd go in and take the test and, you know, do well in the test, but I didn't care. Like it wasn't, there was no passion behind it. I was walking through steps. I was the guy that was doing all these things because I thought, you know, clumsily, oh, if I do this, I'll make money. I'll be successful. Let's go to law school. Let's get your master's in business. I tell people I got very lucky that I happened to stumble upon what I'm supposed to do in my life or I'd probably statistically be that other, you know, unhappy attorney that, you know, has addiction problems and isn't happy in life because I'm doing something for money. I got really lucky finding personal injury and knowing immediately that this is what I was put on earth to do. So I, I a lot of I think my success is luck in that I found what I did. Was it like a like a case that you stumbled upon, or or how did how did you? I mean, there's tons of different types of law so that you many, got into. So like, many. How did you stumble on that? So I went to I worked at the U.S. Attorney's Office first <laughs> when I was in law school. They put me on like a, a state cannabis dispensary, and it was federal because U.S. Attorney's Office. It was like we're gonna raid this and take down these owners, and I'm like. They're operating completely legally by state law, doing everything that they should as business owners. And you're going to go in and take their business, take their cars, take their houses, and basically turn their lives upside down? Like, I'm not about that. So that was not for me. Went to a corporate firm. Bunch of paper pushing, never dealing with clients, no real human interaction, couldn't feel any impact. Hated it. Soul draining work. Went to an injury firm hands-on with clients, dealing with people that are the low of lows, being able to help them and personally, you know, stride by stride, carry them to the finish line and get them back to a place in life where they have dignity and respect and they are moving forward in life. And as soon as I touched that, as soon as I knew that that's what the work was and I met clients, it was over. That was it. Any, uh, any connection with Saul Goodman? Who's Saul Goodman? <coughs> oh, the Better Call Saul. Yeah, man. I don't watch a lot of TV. <coughs> my fault. No, so I'm the anti-Saul Goodman. There's plenty of those guys out there. My industry is taken over by sleazy, slimy ambulance chasers. Yes. Trust me. They're, the reason that reputation exists is because that's what a lot of the industry is. And I've seen it. I've worked with it. I've, I know that that exists because 
I know those guys and I'm trying to change that reputation. I'm trying to break that reputation. I'm trying to show people that it's not about that, that there are people and firms that do things the right way for the right reasons and it's not about money. So my firm's set up in a much different way than other personal injury firms for that reason. I run my fees differently for that reason. I want to be the anti-personal injury attorney, if that even makes sense the way that I say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to actually, when a client comes in because they need help, you want to actually help them versus yeah. you know make a make a buck and, and sue an insurance in- agency my my industry has had a stigma on it for so long and i want to be the guy in the firm that changes that reputation and at least in san diego where people go and they go oh they do it the right way like it's not all sleazy slimy greed it's about people and that's how my firm operates and that's why it my young age you know 35 years old and only We've only had the firm, I've been practicing for nine years, but we've only had the firm for three, and we're one of the busiest and biggest personal injury firms in San Diego, and it's because of that. It's putting people first, which how crazy is that, that that's like a, a competitive advantage, treating people the right way. Like crazy. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's All of a sudden, simple. it makes you number one. Right? And you know, but it, it transcends industries, right? I mean, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. When you're putting the client first, when you're actually meeting the needs of the individual, that is true sales. Like yeah, sure. that's that's exactly what it is, right? It's helping them identify what their need is and then providing the value to meet their need through your product or service. Yep. I mean that's that's by definition what what a good salesperson do does. That's the one that gets the referral. That's the one that yep. people call. That's the one that you are friends with. Yep. Versus the other guys. Now, I'm sure you have both sides of the industry though. Don't you have somebody on the other side that's kind of like a hard ass when you when you Come, when it comes down to it? I mean, in my opinion, I shouldn't even exist. You know, personal injury attorneys shouldn't even exist. And the reason why is, the truth is, is insurance companies are there to pay out when a loss happens. I mean, you guys are insurance. Mm-hmm. I mean this in no disrespect. You're, in, in my opinion, on the good side of the insurance. But when a loss happens and there's an accident, then it goes over to claims adjuster who works for the insurance company. And their whole job is to pay out as little as possible on that claim. Mm-hmm. So in an ideal world, the claims adjuster would get it and they'd say, hey, you're really jacked up. You deserve this compensation. Here you go. Life moves on. And I wouldn't even be here. I'd be doing something else. I don't know what I'd be doing, rescuing dogs or something. But I'd <laughs> be doing something else but unfortunately that's not how it works how it works is it goes to that claims adjuster they go hey you broke your arm here's five dollars that i have to offer you and that person goes whoa 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 whoa! i have six thousand dollars in medical bills and a broken arm and i can't work for the next six weeks how are you gonna offer me five bucks and the insurance company goes well i'm sorry like deal with it and then they have to come find me and i have to go to the insurance company and pull the money out of their pockets. And unfortunately, that's the system and that's the circle. So in an ideal world, insurance companies would do the right thing. They'd pay the money that's fair. I wouldn't even be needed. I wouldn't be here. They'd be dealing with the client directly. That's just not the world we live in. Well, now because uh, the losses are what affect their profits. And so the the lower the lower they're they're paying out, the more money they're keeping, and of course it always comes down to that almighty dollar. I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, and what I think of in my head is you know the old like Ducktales, you know, cartoon where you have Scrooge McDuck like diving in the yeah. coins. That's what I think of when I think of insurance. Like when I think of <laughs> farmers insurance, I think of like some guy just diving in a pool of coins because they they're bigger than big banks. People don't realize that. You look around town, like every car, every building, every house, everything, it's insured. These companies have so much money, but they don't like paying out on the back end. They would way rather keep that in the you know coffers and keep that in their pockets. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just look at marketing campaigns in general. Like 
my kids and and I do this I do this every year uh, when we start talking about branding I'll just do puns like the little the little jingles in class yeah. and every single insurance jingle everybody knows yep like yeah and, and my kids know what it is, is on your side. right my <laughs> my four year old would sing that yeah. And doesn't know what it is, know. has no clue, but it's ingrained in their head. Like yep. that's that's how much marketing dollars they have yep. at their disposal. Yep. Don't don't. I mean, we love it when they take us to Padre games, by the way. So I can't knock I some of their marketing. Say, keep taking them to the pod, <laughs> Keep taking business brothers to the Padres games. Yeah, <laughs> but but you're right. You're right. That's that's you know that's part of the insurance world. We're gonna take premiums and we're gonna pay out as least as possible, and that. You know, there's some some again. There's some companies that do it right. There's some companies that you know it's profit driven 100% of the time without a care about the human behind it. And I'll tell you, you, you just hit it on the head. There are insurance companies that do it right. Like I'm sitting here, I deal with insurance companies every single day. I deal with all of them. I'll tell you right now, the Farmers Insurance of the World, the USAA's, the AAA's. They're good insurance companies. They do things the right way. Travelers Insurance, they really do. I have problems with insurance companies that hang their insureds out to dry and just go, sue my insured. He'll deal with it. Like, that's not your job. Your job is there to protect your insured. Allstate, that's their response. Just sue my insured. Like, that's not you doing your insured a service. That's you putting your insured in harm's way because you don't want to pay out a fair amount of money. So those are the type of insurance in, in certain situations where I get a little bit, you know, sensitive to it because... People are paying money to be protected. And these are people that aren't my clients. These are people that are the defendants in the case. I don't want to have to sue an, a, person. a person. I don't want to have to mess with someone's life. Don't force me into that situation. And I tell that to justers all the time. I'm like, you're forcing my hand. Like, you're going to force me to do something to your insured that I don't want to have to do. But I, I got to do my job. I got to protect my client. Got to protect my client. That's amazing. And how, how cool is it that... Your logo is kind of, you know, an exact hmm. replication of how you, you know, once once your client becomes your client, you're loyal. Like your dogs love you. You have, you have three dogs, right? I have three English bulldogs. And they they will do anything for you. I mean, they can't run a mile or anything. But, no. Wait, but. <laughs> was was one of your bulldogs that one back there? So this is uh we we found an artist in Italy and we sent her pictures of my two oldest English bulldogs and she combined their faces to create our logo and then Dope. we trademarked it and protected it and so that is the go-to logo is my English bulldogs and it's it's one of those things when we started the firm this is where I was at with it. Was we all know how much time we spend in our business, right? I wanted to build the firm around my life and around the things I love. Because at the end of the day, money's money, whatever. But building your life around all the things, like how you do this in your house with your family, your kids here, and you're going to be around your brother, it's the same stuff. Like when you build your life around those kind of things, there's a momentum to it. And it's way easier for you to get behind it and for other people to get behind it because there's sincerity to it. So that's how I put together the firm. I started hiring all the people that I wanted to be around and all the people that I respect and appreciate and I built the thing around all the things that I love and the bulldog runs my life so that was going to be the mascot <laughs> it's way better than some like scale of justice or something you know like it, it, that's not me we're we want to be new, unique and again like it's 2019 is a different day than 1999 and I'm in a, a field that has resisted change for decades and the reason why is it it was the old white guys club right? Like they wanted to keep everyone else out. They don't want young guys like me in the game. They want it to be that country club game for life. 
and I'm mm-hmm. over that. Like it needs to change. That's not how it's going to work anymore. So I'm trying to kick down those doors. And so when we started, that was literally my litmus test was, hey, would some 50-year-old old white attorney want to do it? And if the answer was yes, I wanted nothing to do with it. And if the answer was no, they wouldn't understand it. I'm like, let's go. I'm all in. Like, let's roll. Because I want to disrupt the industry. And I know that it's not going to be disrupted unless you're doing things a lot differently than how it's been done. I love it. A lawyer with a heart. Trying, man. <laughs> trying to spread it. <laughs> trying to spread it. It comes from the dogs, man. I think, I think it, <laughs> the love for the dogs that he has, I mean, buying them a home. <laughs> you know, seriously, dogs are just pure, pure love, man. The thing that gets me is everyone's like, yeah, but they say that, you, you know, you're going to start to look like your dogs. And I'm like, I pray to God I never look like my dogs. <laughs> Get the old hanging jowls. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, really quick, before you jump into your next topic, just a couple of comments here. Uh, Fabian Ber- Bernstein. What's uh, up, Fabian? How are you, man? Quick hi. And uh, also, uh, can I see that pen? Is that one of your cool, dope pens? So we got these pens, right? So we got, you know, obviously branded. But then we got the light on the side of it. You got the stylus on the front of it. My law partner is like a swag king. Uh-huh. Like, I swear that's what he does. His wife probably hates us. But she like lays in his bed at night and finds good swag. He just bought every person in our office bulldog slippers. Like Nice. Sli- I'm like, you guys can't be running around our office in slippers. Like, are like- <laughs> but yeah, so this is one of our pens. But yeah, we, well, we definitely the everything. old white guy will not handle that. Right. Damn straight. No, he'll look at me. I don't understand it. So I'm about it. Uh, Nino mentioned the swag, and he definitely said that you have some of the best swag out there. I appreciate it. Yeah, we, we so we give out shirts. Um, we started giving out shirts. I wrapped. Um, I have a car addiction, right? So when I started this firm, I had some expensive cars that I shouldn't have had, right? Like the bad situation where you start a new business and how are you going to handle all this overhead, life overhead? So I was trying to sell my cars, right? And I couldn't sell them because I'd put myself into bad situations financially on them. So I'm like, well, what do I do? I wrapped them all with advertising so I could write them off, right? So it's like cut the car payment in half. And immediately they started getting attention because it's like an Aston Martin and a Bentley and stupid stuff I shouldn't have spent With the dog on it? With the bulldog on it, right? (laughs) And so I started strategically putting them all over town. Like, and I drop them off on Sundays in places where you could park for three or four days. And we started a campaign where if you saw them around town and you took a picture of it and posted it on social, we'd send you one of our shirts and a Starbucks gift card. And we started doing it. And within like three months, we'd sent out a thousand shirts. And we're like, what is going on? And so it just became like... People walking around repping the bulldog and it just took off. And so now we wrapped 40 lifts and Ubers that are driving around town and made it a bigger, you know, find the bulldog game. And it's just like, it's a fun community, you know, yeah. hunt, I guess <clears throat> you will. I mean, talk about creative marketing. I mean, that, that's trying that's, to do it different, man. I mean, yeah. think about Think about the budget that you had to spend on that. You use you, you, a thousand shirts, yeah. a thousand Starbucks cards. But these are people who actually cared, yeah. who took the time to take a picture, who have now you have like basically a picture review mm-hmm. of your logo. I mean, that's that's money, dude. Yeah. And, and Nino, pe- people don't get that. People, so many people are like, that, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, OK. Nino, who I was talking about, who mentioned the swag, he was one of the ones that had his car wrapped with the bulldog. Oh, yeah. The first round. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. There yep. you go. Yep. So, yep. so, it's Crazy, amazing, right? right? I'm telling you, because when I came home after we met yeah. that day and I had the swag, he was, he was blown away. He's like, you met with this guy? No way. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that's the funny, you talk about building life around things. That's mm-hmm. worth more to me than money. Yes. You know what I mean? That yes. is worth more to me than money that people like love my stuff. Like, yeah. That is 
Amazing blows you away, right? <laughs> to me. That's what I'm trying to build. So yeah, that's that's fantastic to hear. I love that. So tell me a little bit about uh, this new building you got. So what's what's going on with that? Man, that was some crazy stuff. So we just bought a building. Um, we've been in the Wells Fargo building with 14th floor of the Wells Bar- Fargo building downtown. It's been a great home, but you know I I have a lot of mentors. I have a lot of mentors, and every single one of them tells me the number one thing that I got to focus on is you know once you're set up, once you got your staff, and once you got everything in place you got to stop paying rent, right? And that's what everyone's harping on me. So I've been looking for a building. My partner and I, Paul Bada and I, have been looking for a building. And I found a building in Mission Hills that, to me, is the perfect location for us. Great parking, great accessibility, nice building, bay views, downtown views, really close to my house. And I'm like a 100-hour-a-week worker, so that's huge for me. And so we just bought it. It uh, It was owned by the University of San Diego. So it was a blind bid. Like, think about this. They don't tell you what a price is. You have to come up with a price. You don't know what anyone else is offering. And you put it in an envelope, turn it in, and they open it up in Sacramento, and the top bid wins. For me, that's the worst situation ever. Because I will, like, if I want something, I'll outbid you. But I can't outbid you if I don't know know. what you're (laughs) going to bid. So then that puts me in a situation where I feel like... I'm going to go too high to win something. And that's basically what happened. Like I was like, screw it. We're going to get it. And we locked it and probably paid a little too high, but such is life. I'm going to build the thing, my life around the things I love, regardless of the money, as long as it's not a you know horribly bad financial decision. And I think this is going to be a really good one. So we close in 30 days. Um, we'll build out the first floor exactly how we want it. Nice custom modern office. We'll stay in Wells till then and then we'll move over slowly but surely. How many how home. big is the building? Uh the building's twelve thousand square feet. Yeah. So we're gonna the upstairs ready to go. Our already glass conference room, great bay views, ready to go. So that we're gonna rent out immediately. So that'll get rented to probably some tech company. They'll take the top floor while we build off the bottom. Dude, that's nice. I'm I'm excited, man. Like it's the scariest, biggest move of my life, but I know like I can feel internally it's the right move. Like I know it's the right move. So, what's going to go on the side of the building? Is the bulldog oh, going up? Come on. You know. Uh, I already or, met with I the mean, guy. <laughs> we're wrapping every window with the bulldog face. Like, it's going to be like a, hey, we're here. Like, you're going to know it when That's you dope, see it. Dude. So, yeah. People are, give me, give me two months and drive up the 5 Washington Street. And I'll say hello because you'll see it. That's so cool, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things that, like, when we started our very first business, young, naive, had no clue about what it was, what business was going to be like. I remember driving down buildings. I'm like, dude, that'd be cool to have your name on a building. Right. That'd be cool to have you, right? That's so. When I was shopping, that's what I was telling that bro. I'm like, I want like that building that's like iconic 15 years from now, where you just drive by it and you're like, that's the Bulldog Building. Yeah, I mean, like, like, because you don't do it as much as adults, but when you're kids, you have those like buildings in your like you're like you like nickname them, you know what I mean? And I want that building, and so this is I think gives us that opportunity. It will be, dude. It will be the bulldog. Like that's just how it's going to be called. It's a bulldog building. Yeah, it's the bulldog building, and it's going to be visible from the five. Oh, very right there. Very visible. He's going to make sure. I'm like, I'm like the five. Me, like, (laughs) I got a question for you. Yeah. So. It's it's uh if you're coming home on a plane, Yo, like, oh, Ruth, are you gonna put I'm a bulldog? Already, yeah, we're yes? already, we're, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> ah! no one steal any of this. You know, when you talk about you know, there's the bulldog building. Like that's what I think when I'm coming home from a flight in San Diego. Like I'm like, okay, I'm looking for different you do. things, right? Hundred percent, man. Dude, that's so funny. I love that. I love that. I love that. 
Cat's out of the bag. Yeah, that's what's going on. Dog's out of the bag. Oh, boy. The dog's out of the bag. That was great. By the way, for those of you who are listening, we're talking about the helicopter pad. Nothing else. No bulldogs. So great. Oh, dude. So <laughs> I just like, now I'm picturing it. Like I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm, you're not gonna have it in time. I'm flying out to Vegas this weekend. So it's not gonna yeah, have it's a little rush. But next, uh, get up there with July, some chalk and write your little by message. third quarter. By third quarter, I'm gonna be flying out to Texas. When I come home from Texas, that's my goal. Okay, yeah. third quarter goal. Third quarter goal. Okay. Right. Third I'm gonna be looking goal. for the bulldog. Building. Third quarter like, goal. Where is, where is it? Where is it? I'm gonna get I a expect the picture. Yeah. Uh, all right, dude. Okay. All right. I expect yeah. the picture. Instagram. Look at that bulldog. Building. <laughs> 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 that's so dope, dude. I love it. I'm gonna shirt for that one. Look, I found it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you st- two Starbucks cards. Boom. <laughs> nice. So, I dude, love it. all this uh, you're in law, right? Yep. I mean, it's personal injury. Personal but injury. That's not where you stopped. No, you got a, a bunch of other stuff going on. Yeah, like it's just one of those. I don't know, like ADD or whatever you want to call it. Like, I just I like playing with businesses and I like disrupting markets. So I have a couple other, you know, businesses and a bunch of real estate stuff that I do. And we're actually, uh, me and a couple other partners are looking to start um, like a restaurant type um, QSR model downtown. And then I have a a cannabis business as well that I've had for about three years. Um, And yeah, just, you know, all sorts of, you know, any place that I can see that's kind of new and emerging and trending upwards. I'll get in and try to stir try it up. To see a, it try it. to stir it up a little bit. Talk a little bit about that restaurant. What, what, what's the QSR model? So, most restaurant models is the you know the normal. You come in, you sit down, you order your food. They go back to the kitchen, they cook you. QSR model. Think of like Chipotle. You know what I mean? Like it's a line. It's it's fast, accessible. You cut a lot of your man hours out of it. You cut a lot of your internal seating out of it. You cut a lot of service out of it. It's quick, easy. You go, you get your food, and you're moving on with life. It's a much easier overhead play. It's a much easier liability play, With which me, I mean, I'm constantly looking at liability from my standpoint. And it's a much easier employer play because you're not dealing with as many people. And for me, and, and, and I mean this with all due respect, but the hardest thing in any business is dealing with the people. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part. Like if you can cut people out of it, like most times it's going to operate a lot more smoothly than with a bunch of people involved. And so it's just something we've been playing around. We're still, we're still going back and forth, still trying to lock in a lease, but hopefully knock on wood, we'll be locking a lease and we'll be right across from Petco on 10th Avenue. So it'll be a good location. And what kind of food are you guys thinking? That's still to be. Uh, we already have it all locked, but I gotta keep that under wraps. Damn! I thought still. I can get another bulldog yeah, out of it. I wish you could. <laughs> no, that that'll be coming out in like the next month or so. I mean, we're we're waiting on trademarking and everything like that. So we have, you know, we have the concept, we have the branding, but we want to just make sure that it's all locked in and protected before we come out with it. So. There's there's one of the big curiosities for me when I talk to people who've been in businesses, you have an idea, you want to do something, so you go out and do it, right? And it sounds easier when I say it that way, but when you actually do approach it, how much of it do you like you go out and do yourself and how much of it are you looking for the right people? How much of it, you know, do you already have a team in place? Like what what goes on your mind when you when you're thinking about getting started at something like that each project's different like um you know like you can do you know the real real estate type plays you know that's kind of stuff the investment properties that's more of like a singular type of deal like i can do all that on my own and i've done all that on my own but the bigger business projects where you're actually coming up with some sort of business and you're going to run it whether it's a service or a product 
I personally believe it's just easier to do it as a team. So I've always tried to surround myself, and that's the first thing I do. I search out the you know the individuals that have the skill sets that I don't have. I'm very very good at what I'm very very good at, but the other stuff, I mean, I there's a lot of you know things that I couldn't do or don't know how to do or wouldn't feel comfortable doing, and so in those situations, I've always been. I think good at finding people that can fill in those gaps. And so for the cannabis business, I don't know a whole lot about the cannabis industry. I had to go find that guy. I had to go find the real estate guy. I was the guy that could get all the licenses and push it all through and get all the city approval and all that. I knew I could do that on the attorney side, but the other stuff I needed some help on. Thank God it's all coming together and we're going to sell that thing for, you know, few million bucks you know in the next month or so and that's been you know a, a fun little a fun little baby and I'll never see ROI like that ever again in my life and I'm cool with it because I know it's the wild wild west and it only comes once but I'm but glad good I, you got a shot and it. I'm glad I wasn't sitting on the sidelines and that's what was it that poked me like I constantly get um FOMO like I'm like I don't want to be sitting on the sidelines when this train comes through and have to look back 10 years from now and damn. regret it that's that's yeah. it's the damn it's that I'll tell you, um, a guy that you should have on this, Jeff Fenster. Jeff's amazing. Jeff, uh, Jeff was on the show already. You're, Dude, he's, damn it, he's Jeff, amazing. Jeff, you beat me on here? <laughs> uh, Jeff's amazing. Yeah. Jeff, and, and, and I'll tell you the story about Jeff. Like I sat down with Jeff a year and a half ago at his Scripps uh, store. First store, he took a year and a half before he rolled out another one. Now he rolls them out like every Tuesday. Yeah, yeah like 25, 26 crazy. the Jeff's other day. Nuts. But he, he, we had an opportunity, me and a couple business partners, to invest very early on in Everwolf. And I straight told Jeff, like, I didn't see it. I didn't think that he, one person, could execute on it the way that he was laying it out, that he said he was going to execute it. And I, I passed. I walked away from it. And now I see what he's done. And I sat down with him. I, I, I made, I, damn. Yeah, and I made a point to, like, Jeff, let's meet. And I, like, to his face, I'm like, you were right. I was wrong. I deserve to get punched in the mouth on that one. Moving forward, if you ever have another opportunity, you know the answer. Because... I needed that life lesson. Like that was a that was a life lesson, and I don't like that feeling. That damn, you know. Oh no, that, yeah. Everbowl Jeff was a damn, yeah, so, <laughs> and he's killing it, crushing. Jeff's gonna Jeff's gonna sell that thing for five hundred million bucks. Watch, mark my words. Oh, dude, Jeff's, Jeff's a savage. I mean, like, just, he's just sitting with him. Different. Yeah, just, well, yeah, for sure. I mean, just sitting with him and, and asking him about the whole process. I mean, it's not just the Everbowl; it's everything he's built around it to it's, to sustain it. It's a process. It's 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 huge. Yeah. I mean, and and those are one of those like in his mind he had envisioned something. He had he had it you know laid all out. Most people don't execute like you said. They don't execute that way. They don't think that way in the beginning, anyways. You know what's funny? I found out something about Jeff. Jeff's like me in one way. He gets motivated by people telling him he can't do shit. <laughs> Jeff's a guy. If you want to see someone do some stuff, tell him he can't do something. Because that's the same with me. Like I get I get my steam off negativity, right? Like I love it. Like talk shit to me, please. Like, that's how I get my steam. Jeff's the same way. Like, you tell him he's not going to be able to do something, get out of his way. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna do it and do it way better than anybody else you've ever seen do it. Yep. No, he was amazing, dude. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of cool. And it's, it's, it's funny how, like, every person that I get to sit down with, I feel it's like, how much more, you know, I, they come in and say, you know, hey, thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for all this stuff. For me, it's like the other way around. It's like, dude, thanks for even coming on and being vulnerable and sharing and opening up because... You're you're helping me and my audience see things in a way that I never would have even thought to look at it. You know what I mean? Having Jeff on the show, having you on the show, describing where you came from, how you see things, how you approach it, dude. It's like 
invaluable. I have zero dollar amount value that you can put on sharing what it is that you do because, you know, I always say that that I don't know if I'm going to change the world, but I'm going to help inspire the mind that will. Yep. And and you know, you guys coming on the show and sharing that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, little things like the bulldog building. <laughs> no, and, I, and I'll tell you, like candidly, I appreciate it, and I appreciate the invite because I think people build it up in their head, like where it, it's something that you can't do, or you have mm-hmm. to be special to be able to do it. I came to San Diego. I went to Mesa College. You know what I mean? To get in-state tuition to transfer to San Diego State, I didn't have a bunch of money or a bunch of family money to be able to start a fr- like. It doesn't work like that. You just have to get to that point and everyone can do it where you know it's time to jump and you have the courage to jump. And the first time is scary as shit. There's mm-hmm. no way around it. Like it's scary as shit, but the best part about it is is after you do it the first time, the second time's not. The third time's not. You realize you can do it and you realize that it's not that big of a mountain to climb. It's just getting over that first insecurity of I can't be my own boss. I can't start my own business. Don't get me wrong. You can do it in your own time, in your own style, in your own you know feel. You don't have to go gangbusters like what I did. I was ready. But I think that it's big for anyone out there that's really thinking and has it like that intuitional gut feeling of, hey, at some point in time, I got to make my move. Start making plans. Like you can do it. Like you have to know you can do it. There's nothing, There's not a whole lot special about Jeff and I other than we're okay working hard and we were okay making risks and taking risks. And that's really the two big things that you got to get started is you're willing to work really, really, really hard and you're willing to take some risks in life. Let me ask you, how, how do you view money? Like what is money to you? A necessity is a life currency, but I don't, I don't use it as anything more than a scorekeeper at this point in time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a scorekeeper. Like I don't, and this Boy, doesn't. Like I don't mean response. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I don't mean to say this like an arrogant <clears throat> way, but I don't think about money. Like I don't think like, oh shit, like am I going to be able to or that like, like I overpaid significantly, like a couple hundred thousand bucks for this building, right? Like, and I wasn't like in my bed like losing sleep over it, like I overpaid. Like it's not about that. It's about to me, it's about building using money to build my life around the things that I love. If you look around, how many people do you know or do you hear about that have 100 million bucks, 250 million bucks, billion bucks, but are miserable? Miserable. They're not happy because their life's hollow. There's nothing there. I would way rather have a life that's built around all the things that I love and everything's there and not have as much money and be happy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that's 100%. how I view money is that's how I make my monetary choices is, is this going to add happiness to my life? I don't need a jet. I don't, I'm not the club guy. I don't really drink. I don't buy bottles. I don't do, that's not my life. I make, I used to make bad car decisions. Other than that, like I live a pretty, <laughs> pretty non- I used to make bad car decisions. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's so, I don't need that stuff. Like for me, it's just, I want to live a happy, happy, fulfilled life around the people that I love and doing the things that I love. Pretty freaking simple. Yeah, dude. No, it's, it's, that's, you know, very funny how I, I see it the same way. Uh, in, in, in my immediate family, in our culture, in our you know friends that were growing up, um, they really you know I, I noticed that a lot of people have a weird way with money in the sense that they value they they value what they are exchanging in time directly for the money that they earn, mm-hmm. and when and when you live that life, it 
places a much different emphasis on the dollar bill. And those type of people are the ones who will say that money's not important, yet everything revolves around it. Yep. And I love that that little mind shift right there where if you focus your attention on just what makes you happy and stop trying to hmm. buy fancy cars to impress yep. your friends, yeah, sure. <laughs> right? It makes it 100%. makes a huge difference. But but you know what else you cut out? You cut out the <clears throat> short term thinking. You start thinking long term. And by doing that, you don't cut mm-hmm. corners. You know, when people screw people over in business deals, it's because they're thinking short term. They're cutting corners. That's when people screw people over. They're mm. not thinking long term. If everyone thought long term and thought, hey, I'm going to be here for 20 years doing this in business, you wouldn't do those kind of things. Why mm-hmm. would you? Your name and your reputation is everything in this life. Start thinking legacy. Everyone should think legacy. Think longer term out than short term decisions because greed creeps into short term decisions. Mm-hmm. Greed doesn't creep into legacy. No. There ain't no room for greed in legacy. Not just that. You start, you start really thinking about what you say. You start really thinking about who you hang out with. Yep. You start really thinking about, you know, why you're doing the things that you do. Because yep. it makes a big difference. It totally does. Yep. Dude, I just, great conversation today. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you guys having me on. I really do. I'm bummed that you guys already had Jeff on, though. Like, that was going to be my recommendation of who you should bring on. So bring <laughs> now you got to think of someone new. Know, Jeff beat me to it again. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I know. that's another I'll, one, I'll right? Come up with that's another, another one. one. I'll come up with one. I'll come up with. <laughs> one. All right, so so while you're thinking of that one, <clears throat> looking at the camera, yep. how do people get a hold of the bulldog? So if you ever need me, again, hopefully you guys never need us. We're you know personal injury attorneys, which means if you need us, someone you know is in a really bad, unfortunate situation. Most times we do car accidents, motorcycle accidents, dog bite cases, you know, premise cases like slip and falls, those kind of things. If you ever need us, our office number is super easy, 619-333-5555. My cell phone, 858-252-2222. That's my direct cell. Every client gets it. Every client can reach me anytime, Saturdays, Sundays, evenings. It doesn't matter. I'm not off limits. That's what I'm there for. You don't get a paralegal. You don't get an investigator. You get the person you hire because that's how it should work. So anyone can call me anytime. If not, find us on Facebook, bottafulkerson.com or bottafulkerson.com is the website. Instagram, bottafulkerson law group. Just look for the bulldog on everything and we're probably close by. Boom. And if you do find one of those vehicles, make sure you take a picture. Take a picture. Take a picture of the building when you're flying into town about a couple months from now and keep an eye open for us. And if there's ever anything we can do or, you know, even if people just have questions, I get that all the time. Can we call you if we just have questions? We don't have a case. Of course. Pick up the phone anytime. I'm happy to spend time with anyone, even if it's not personal injury related. If you have another legal question, I'm not going to be able to answer it because I know all things personal injury. But what I will be able to do is I'll give you the name and contact for someone who's good, that won't screw you over, that'll be honest and take care of you. So really anything legal related, call me. I'll connect you. It's awesome, dude. It's awesome. Or use a video DM. I love using video DMs. That's what. It, that's how we not, you and I connected. Yep. You remember that? Yep. You sent me one. I sent you one back, and we're like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta meet good. in person." Like this. Yep. Barrio dogs. Yep. <laughs> that, is, that was the lunch spot. I love that. I love it. Nice. Well, I have a question for place. you guys. Yeah. Whose idea was it out of the two of you to start this? That was me. That was you. Okay. Was and then I, how'd you bring Bro along? I told him this is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's like my my there, partnership with Paul. There, there is a little bit of backstory with that. There yeah. is a little bit of backstory. So the first business that he told you about with our computers and all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I bailed on him. Got it. I bailed on him. So uh, we were in that. I was the computer guy. Okay. 
And then I went and got my heart broken, and I was like, "If this, I'm out." Joined the Navy, left after about a, like not even a month, oh, no and way. left him holding the bag. And uh, he ended up filing bankruptcy, and you know, obviously he's recovered quite well. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's awesome. Life. Yeah. But ever since then, it's uh, one of those things where I will never let my bro down again. I love that. Yep. yep. It was one. That was honestly the greatest education I ever had. Like things like. I incorporated, but I didn't actually use the corporation the way it was supposed to. Yep. You know, it, things like, oh, wait, long-term leases, personally signed for, long-term marketing contracts, like all these cool, uh, all this stuff that in hindsight was like the greatest education I ever had. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was like, this mom. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's true, but you wouldn't be where you are today with, exactly. but for that. Exactly. There's no way. You'd no way. In a different place. No yep. way. Yep. So I told. So you him, have to thank him. Yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because now, now, when you know, I said, "Hey, by the way, we're doing a podcast." He's like, "Okay, we're doing it every day." We're doing uh, what? Okay. Now? <laughs> we're doing what? <laughs> you'll be you'll be paying those dudes for a little while. You'll be paying those for a hey, while. you know what? They're they're paying off. Honestly, yeah. uh, you know the partnership that we that we have now, and uh, as hard as we work together, we work for each other. You know, like. We're we're here for each other's success, you know. That's that's my family right out there too, and you know we want to, and you know we we just want to see each other do better all the time, and and we're making it happen. Not to mention, you know how great of a documentation this to- a tool this is going to be for your life. You oh can yeah. Look oh back yeah. On this twenty years from now, and go wow, like wow, like it gives me goosebumps because it'll bring you back to this moment right now. Yeah. Most people won't have that. It's awesome. It's true. It's yeah, hundred percent true. A- everything, everything. That's why I love. Uh, the great question, th- by the way. Yeah, that was a great question. That was for the ask the host segment, by the yeah, way. Yeah, box checked. Box checked. Last box checked. Now, who did you who do you want to tag to be on the podcast? So, I was I was trying to think. So, I think you guys, Carl Stedman. The reason why I think you guys need to invite Carl on here is because Carl is doing – Carl's just a great dude in general, but he started a basically a podcast company where they're doing podcasts, but his whole thing is he's trying to get people to do positivity, spread positivity, spread positive um, images, positive messages, and just kind of drown out all the negativity in the world. So his – channel his podcast channel is kind of blown up and he's done it all himself in san diego and it's just really impressive he's got a studio downtown but i think it'd be a good connect for you guys with what you're doing in this and you know just like the sling studio you might pick up some stuff from him he'll pick up some stuff from you so i think carl stedman's a good connect for you carl stedman carl you better say yes if you're listening <laughs> he will we'll trade i'll go to he yours will. i'll go no, to he's, yours he's a, he's <laughs> he's, you'll love him he's great cool awesome. man hey dude Thanks a lot for coming out. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Of course, of course. So ladies and gentlemen, if you guys see the bulldog, make sure you take a picture. Send it our way too. I want to see you guys taking a picture and you know shouting That's us true. out at the same time. Boom! It'll look like that guy right there, like that guy right there. Bulldogs on uh, everything. Bulldogs on everything. And of course, if you need any help, uh, make sure you reach out. Send them a video DM. Give them a phone call. Uh, it was 619-222-333-5555. My personal cell, 858-252-2222. And that's my personal. Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Reminder, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. New, used, cash. Hit James up, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. And if you need any insurance help, personal, life, health, 
commercial, whatever it is, or you want to add insurance into your particular line of business, hit James up, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. I know a guy that just bought a new commercial building that needs a quote. Oh my gosh. Oh, very nice. We will talk. Boom. And see, ladies and gentlemen, that's how it works. That's how business is done. That's how it is. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. Happy Tuesday. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.